Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific Time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you, President Jim. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce today's speaker. You can read his biography in today's wheel. But what you won't read there is that he is intelligent, witty, and humble. He is well-traveled, a family man, a great Rotarian, and a patriot. He is your past president from the 2016-2017 Rotary year. Please help me give a rousing Las Vegas Rotary welcome to our very own David Thorson. See what they need to do to get me back up in front of the crowd. I have to join another nonprofit to get back up in front of the, the crowd here today. Um, before I even get going, I, I know we have a lot of veterans and even at least one current serving military person in the room. Could I ask all the veterans and current serving military to please stand up? And let's recognize uh, everybody that served our country here. Thank you. Um, where'd that clicker go? There it is. Uh, so I'm here to talk to you a little bit about the USO. I think everybody's probably heard of the USO. Um, we, are, we were actually established back during World War II um, by an act of Congress back when they could still do things like pass acts. Um, uh, that being said, we are a private nonprofit. We're not actually part of the, the government, but we, are, we do have a unique relationship with the military uh, because of the history of how we were formed, why we were formed. And we have unique access that many other organizations don't. Um, our focus is on serving active duty, National Guard, and reserve troops. We are not a veteran service organization. We're focused on those that are currently serving. Uh, there are a lot of veteran service organizations that are great uh, in, in town and, and throughout the country. Uh, but our focus is really on the active duty. And that's one of the things that makes us a little bit um, unique. I uh, want to give you a little snapshot of what, uh, what the troops look like, what, a, what an average, typical person that's serving uh, looks like right now. We have about uh, two and a half million people currently in uniform. Um, on average, they're around 28 years old. Uh, they're 85% are still male, although if you go to the Air Force bases here, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of ladies in the Air Force, but when we get the Marines through the center from, from 29 Palms, there's not too many uh, ladies in the Marine Corps. Um, and the ones that are there you would not want to mess with, I'll guarantee you that. 56% uh, are married, 44% have, uh, have dependent children. So, so they're young. Uh, our, our troops are really young. I, uh, you know, the colonels are younger than me, right? Uh, so it, it, it's really amazing to me. One of the things that struck me when I took this position is how young uh, our troops really are. Um, in terms of their lifestyle, on average, they're deployed about twice. Deployment can last, uh, on average, last around eight months. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. And the longer you're in the military, uh, the more times you get deployed. And it's, it's a very active deployment environment right now, and we'll get into that a little bit in a minute. Uh, we have about 300,000 that are currently deployed overseas in harm's way, in one way, shape, or form. 
And uh, even if they're not being deployed, they get relocated every two to three years. So this is a very, very difficult uh, life for the people that serve our country. And I, I, I believe, especially after my, my experience for the last couple of years, that it's actually more difficult on the families than it, has, than it is on the people serving. The people serving signed up, they know what they signed up for, they have a mission, they have a built-in group of uh, a team when they go whenever, wherever they're going. But the spouses and the kids that are coming along for the ride, uh, having to move into a new house and new schools and new everything every two to three years is really, really tough. So what we do at the USO is our focus is really on trying to normalize military life as much as we can, both for the troops and especially for the families. We, we focus a lot on resiliency and, and, and trying to um, depressurize, as it were, as much as we can, uh, uh, the life in the military. We've been at year, war now for 18 years. Um, it's sort of hard to, to imagine that, but it's been a constant state of war for at least 18 years, depending on how you measure it. And it's a different kind of warfare, right? It's what they call asymmetrical warfare. So it's not like trenches of people f facing each other and lobbing bombs at each other. It's everything's normal and fine, and then all hell breaks loose out, out of the blue. And so I've got a little video clip here um, out of a movie that probably a lot of you have seen to just give you a, a flavor, because I think it's really important to understand what our troops are going through, and especially what their families are going through when they're sitting at home wondering what's going on with their, their loved one that's, that's over in, in harm's way. So, see if we can get this thing to work. Okay, let's go. Is he supposed to limp like that? Get your hand out of your pocket. Hey. So this is obviously a Hollywood rendition, but this is something that actually occurred. Uh, this is out of the Zero Dark Thirty uh, movie, if you've ever seen that. So this, this is what our, our folks are dealing with. We've lost about 7,200 people in the, the wars in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, um, which, you know, we just had the D-Day uh, commemoration uh, last week. But there were more people lost in that one day, uh, more Americans lost in that one day than, than we've lost in these 18 years. But that does not make this war any less stressful uh, than that last war was. All right, a little bit about uh, USO on a global scale. We're big uh, in terms of our reach. Uh, we, we're on all, actually, the video a little bit later on says all seven continents. Apparently, we're in Antarctica, and that's probably where they're going to ship me off to next. Um, we have 30,000 volunteers that donate time, and I'm going to get into our volunteers a little bit more in a minute. Uh, we have 200 locations worldwide, 2 million active supporters. Uh, we touch our, our troops about 11 million times a year. Uh, we're, we're very, very busy on a global basis. Um, drilling down a little bit into the United States, we've grown dramatically in the U.S. Uh, probably 10, 20 years ago, most of our activities were overseas. Of course, we're famous for Bob Hope and, uh, and bringing entertainment. And we're still involved in the entertainment segment, but I would say that's a small portion of what we do now rather than a large portion of what we used to do. Uh, so we've grown a ton in the U.S. In fact, we're in the process right now of splitting up into four 
U.S. regions from it just being one region all by itself. It's going to be four regions here starting in a couple of weeks. So, um, In Las Vegas here, we have four physical locations. Uh, we have lounges at Terminal 1 and Terminal 3 at, at the airport. Um, I know that the club came out and did a tour of our Terminal 1 uh, facility a year or so ago. Um, and if anybody's ever interested, you're always welcome. Just give me a call or just stop by if you happen to be in the airport, and I'll give you a tour because my office is, is right there as well. Um, and our airport lounges are kind of like a United or a frequent flyer lounge. It's a place where the troops and their families can go, be uh, relaxed, it's safe. Uh, everything that we do in there is free. We have internet, we have gaming stations, we have uh, a dark room with recliners where people can sleep because the military is not always uh, very thoughtful about the, their travel planning for the troops. So they can get stuck here for, uh, for long periods of time sometimes. Uh, so everything that we provide in our lounges is free. Uh, we have a new center out at Creech Air Force Base. And uh, who, who went on the Creech tour when, when you went that? So a lot of you have been out to Creech. Uh, for, you, for those of you that aren't that familiar with Creech, it's out in Indian Springs. And um, it's, it's actually where most of the so-called drones are being piloted from Creech. And so I was just at a change of command out there last week. And uh, they, they made the note that pretty much the ISIS, the war against ISIS was won out of Indian Springs, Nevada. So you can be proud to have that component as a member of our community. So we have a, we have a center out there, a pool table, TV, internet. It's again, it's a place for the troops to get away from the military life and go someplace where they can slouch and they don't have to salute, and they don't have to wear their hat, and they can just relax and, uh, and, and be, most of them, kids again. Um, and then we just opened up a new uh, lounge and office out at Nellis Air Force Base as well. Uh, so we've got four physical locations. Our airport lounge at Terminal 1 is open 24-7, 365. So we are like Vegas. We are always open. And uh, we rely heavily on, on great volunteers. We have a lot of uh, could-be Rotarians that are in our volunteer corps. And I'm doing my best to recruit them, guys. So. Um, in addition to our physical locations, we do a lot of programming. We run about 15 to 20 programs a month focused on these, these ideas of resiliency and, and keeping the family connected and keeping the troops connected to the country and the reason that they're over there serving. Um, so uh, twice a month we do a deployed family dinner where we take the spouses and uh, children of people who are deployed overseas. We take them out for dinner. We give them care packages for the spouses, toys for the kids. And, and uh, my very first experience at USO, I'd accepted the job, but I hadn't started yet. I stopped by one of these things, and I had two, diff two or three different kids come up and hug me, and two spouses come up crying, saying how important this was to them to get them through their husband's deployment. I'm like, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> so uh, it's very cool. It's, 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 people have asked me, it's kind of like running the Rotary Club for a job. And, and so it's, it's really a, a fabulous experience. We do a lot of holiday programming. That's a Christmas party we did at a Creech Air Force Base. Uh, we do a lot of barbecues. Um, We'll show up to promotions and changes of commands and uh, uh, non-commissioned officer promotion ceremonies. We do all sorts of different work. Here at Nellis, I think you're familiar with the red flag exercises that go on here. Um, we, uh, we support those. We'll go out and do barbecues on the flight line uh, so that they have uh, a nice meal and have something to do while they're fixing planes and, and keeping everybody airborne. Um, and, uh, you know, Operation Donut Drops, just, these are just some examples of, of things that we do uh, for the troops. Then in addition to our programming, we have a number of support services. So uh, we, we are, Honor Flight is not our program, but we support the Honor Flights, and this is where they take mostly Korean and uh, World War II vets, but now they're starting to take uh, 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 Vietnam War era vets 
to Washington, D.C. so they can see the memorials out there. And it's an all-expenses-paid trip uh, for these folks to get them out there. And so when they come through our airport, we're there with coffee and donuts and people with goofy hats on and buzzers and bells and, and signs. And we'll get the honor guard out there and we get everybody in the terminal to stand up and cheer them. And if, if you don't choke up at one of these things, you're not human. <laughs> Um, we, uh, unfortunately, it, it, thankfully, there's not very many people getting killed anymore, but it does happen, and we have especially trained families of the fallen team, and so when, uh, when somebody's lost and, and they have some relationship or they're coming through Las Vegas, we have a specially trained team that will help, uh, help the family, uh, help the dignified transfer, help the remains uh, get where they need to go. And I was very pleased my first nine months on the job, I didn't see a single one of these things. I was like, this is great. And we've had probably six since then. Um, so uh, it is still dangerous out there. Um, on the happy side, we do welcome home. So when people are coming back from deployment, we'll get people down to the gate uh, with uh, signs and, again, bells. And they're all dressed up. In fact, we just did that for uh, Jamel, right, um, for her husband. And uh, she, she thought it, was, uh, it, was, it suitably embarrassed him, right? And then lastly, we have a transition service. This is fairly new to the USO, but we actually help people that are transitioning out of the military into the civilian workforce. It's a one-on-one -on -one concierge service uh, that helps people find a job or get connected with the education or whatever they is to make them a successful veteran. I think we're all aware that there's a lot of issues with uh, veteran suicide, mental health issues. Some of these things have a lot to do with what happened to them when they were in the military and deployed and so forth. But sometimes it's just because they've, they've come out of a team environment where they had a mission, they had a group around them, and now they're out in the civilian workforce and they don't have a mission anymore and they don't have a team anymore and they're a little bit lost. And so we try to do our part to help make people successful veterans. Um, we have about 250 volunteers. Uh, so imagine the total membership of our club times two is what it takes to run our, our operation, our 24-7 operations and everything. And we have some truly amazing people. A little video clip uh, here that this just happened a couple weeks ago. One of our volunteers won an award from uh, Fox 5. I thought I'd run this so you can hear in his words uh, how, how he feels about the USO. spends his time and money to help the Valley service members. That's why he's our Fox 5 Shining Star. Wherever the troops go, that's where the USO goes. And where the USO goes, Bob Canfield goes. Here in the Valley, anyway. It's a very, very rewarding uh, thing that we do. Bob served in the Marine Corps in the 1960s. When I came home from Vietnam in late 65, uh, the country was not a friendly place toward service members. And so I didn't want our returning fellows to be treated the way we were. This USO Center opened on Veterans Day in 2010. Bob's been there ever since. I'm at 5,500 plus hours. So it's about a part-time job for me. Sharon Kimbrough nominated him. He has done so much for the USO, and he's also uh, did a lot in L.A. In L.A. when it was disaster preparedness. And, you know, it's volunteers like this and veterans like this that... We have to recognize because they're far and few between. And I just wanted him to know I see him. <laughs> what does that mean to you, Bob? Uh, a lot. One of the reasons uh, <clears throat> I'm a little embarrassed by all this is we have a really great core group of volunteers. 
many of whom work as many hours as I do. Here at the center at McCarran International Airport, service members, veterans, and their families can get a bite to eat, play games. We have what we call kids' corner. And relax on a layover. We try to do anything we can to make the traveling service member or their family uh, comfortable. I hear you have a nickname here, Builder Bob. Uh, <laughs> some people, yes, refer to me as Builder Bob. I do a lot of our maintenance issues. That's why Bob got a certificate, award, and $500 from Knock v. Injury Law. You put in the hour selflessly. You don't do it for any money. You don't do it for any recognition. And actually, this is for you. This recognition is for you. You are Fox 5, shining star. But as I understand it, um, you want to share this recognition. Bob, like he does with his own time and money, wanted it to go to the USO. We're going to sign this over to uh, the boss here and uh, make that a donation to them. <laughs> let's, let's just leave this up here for a little while. Um, and, and yes, I, this is my thing here. I, I have tried to recruit Bob to our club. He, he did come to one of our meetings, so doing my best. He's a great guy, but we have a lot of volunteers like this. Uh, and and it would be impossible for us to do everything that we do uh, without a great crew of volunteers. And so obviously one of our challenges is not only recruiting but managing that many volunteers with a, with a very uh, thin staff. We only have five uh, staff members. Here's a little uh, view of what we did last year in 2018. We served over 61,000 troops through our airport centers. We touched an additional uh, 38,000, 39,000 through the different programming that we do. So over 100,000 uh, served last year. Uh, we opened up that new lounge at Nellis Air Force Base in December. Um, we do the 15 to 20 outreach programs a month. Uh, I mentioned some of them, but there are many others. Uh, we helped transition a little over 250 service members into the civilian workforce uh, successfully and have landed some of them with great jobs at Amazon and, uh, and other places. And uh, a total of 278 volunteers last year gave over 32,000 hours of time to us, so it's about 17 full-time employees. So it's, it's really quite an operation, uh, what, what we do. Um, and then on the efficiency side, because we're all Rotarians and we like efficient nonprofits, um, we do all of this for about $6 per service instance. So we're, we're very, very efficient with the funding that we use. We get, in addition to our, our dollar budget, we get uh, at least as much in-kind donations, so food and uh, the gifts that we give to the troops at the deployed family dinners and all this kind of stuff, all that stuff we get for free that help, helps enhance our, our programming. Um, I'm going to try to read this letter to you if you can't see it. This is something we received from some folks after a program that we did last summer, and I think this really encapsulates why we do what we do. And uh, it says, Dear staff and volunteers and donors of USO Las Vegas, we are one of the very lucky families that received a stay at the Area Hotel Las Vegas last week. We cannot begin to tell you how grateful we are for the staycation and bonus family time. Having been through five deployments in six years, hundreds of days of separation, and our recent PCS, that means relocation, move to Las Vegas, we truly needed a little relaxation to focus on our kids and our family unit. Thank you. Just doesn't say enough. It was magical. And it's my job. <laughs> it's a nice one. Um, so, to close, I have a little uh, video that just talks about the USO uh, more generally. A strong America is a force for good in the world, and the strength of our military is paramount to that mission. Wherever they go, 
The USO is there to keep our service members connected to everything that gives meaning to their service, family, home, and country. The USO is trusted to support our service members on all seven continents. With more than 200 locations, Home for Our Troops is as close as the nearest USO center or program. The USO provides critical programming, connecting with service members and their families millions of times each year. From the moment they swear an oath, new recruits are welcomed by the USO's family of staff and volunteers. I'm here to witness my son swearing in. It's nice to have basically a liaison to help people so they aren't as nervous of what their children are going to go through. Separation and constant movement are an ever-present challenge for service members and their loved ones. The USO keeps military families strong, providing connection home and events for families and couples. From the little Christmas events for the kids, or like we had a date night, the USO has given us time, not only together, time with our children, and things to do. When troops are deployed, the USO provides a home away from home to help bridge the distance. On the front lines, a care package, a phone call home, comfort food, a familiar song, or a moment to relax can mean everything. When their military service to the nation is complete, the USO connects transitioning veterans with resources in their new communities and helps them plan for their next chapter. We spend most of our time servicing the country that when it's time to get out, we're usually behind the curve a little. The USO has come in and kind of get us a leg up on that transition so we can make the best move into a second career. We are the USO, the force behind the forces. Go to uso.org to learn more. So that uh, concludes the formal part of my presentation. Uh, if, if I'd be permitted a moment to brag, I want to brag about two things that I forgot during the introduction. First of all, I'd like to congratulate my son. He graduated from UNR a couple weeks ago, so he is a college grad. And, and notice, President Jim, I waited till after the fines were done to do this. So, And uh, my daughter, Maya. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did finish too early, didn't I? Um, and my daughter Maya just got her appointment to the United States Air Force Academy, so she'll be a boot camp. With that, past President Steve, I will take questions. I have a question. How much of your traffic is Terminal 1 versus Terminal 3? Uh, I would say it's a, probably still about 70% Terminal 1 in terms of our traffic. Past President, District, District Governor Michael Gordon. Um, so keeping with the fines, just to make sure. So you said the U.S. is going to be divided in four regions. And why, why are they doing that? And secondly, are you going to hit whatever region we're in so we can give you a bigger fine? <laughs> um, so uh, the, the, the reason they're doing it is uh, it's kind of complicated, as most corporate reorganizations are. Um, but because it's grown so much, they want to have more focus in the regions. They want to have a regional office that's located in each specific region with more resources to devote to that region. Right now, everything's operated out of Virginia Beach, and it's really hard for them to, to, to service so much, so many centers that we have uh, around the country. Um, I did 
put in my name for the regional president, but I was not selected. So you're stuck with me. David, this is more, first of a recognition for David, really. Um, for those of you that don't know, the cigar fellowship that we've been doing for several years now, we used to send cigars to the troops abroad. We didn't really know where they ended up. With David's help, we, uh, about a month or so ago, we had one out at Nellis with some of the fighter pilots, some of the mechanics. It was an amazing evening. So those of you who didn't get to go, hopefully next time we're going to do it again, and hopefully here in the near future, come out and talk to some of these guys. It's an amazing experience to talk to these pilots and, and firsthand sit around smoking a cigar, even if you don't smoke cigars. If you have the opportunity, come out and go to Nellis and see what they're doing at the USO. It's a great facility. David does a great job, and thanks, and let's, let's do that again soon. Thank you. You bet. Ted McAdam. David, uh, talk to us about how one might become a volunteer at the USO downtown. Sure. So I, I did bring some, uh, some little business cards over there that have, there's a website you go to, volunteers.uso.org. Um, if you go in there, uh, you'll select Las Vegas, and our volunteer coordinator will be in contact with you to find out your availability, what you're interested in. Uh, really, there's, there's two main ways to serve in our volunteer corps. One is to work at the airport, um, and the other is to work on those outreach events, and you can do both or one or the other. Um, and we have lots of opportunities to serve. So if you're interested, we would love to, I'd love to see some more. We have we've got some Rotarians from other clubs that are in our volunteer course. So I'd love to see some folks from this club if you have the time and the passion. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for that question. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, where does your money come from? Where does your funding come from? Uh, so we do get a grant from the Department of Defense every year nationally. Um, but what, last time I looked, is about 10% of our budget. So most of our money comes from private funding. Uh, about half of my job is development, is raising money, so I raise money here locally. Our biggest local uh, contributor, just so you all know who's, who's a, a, who are big supporters here in the community, is the Engelstadt Foundation. They're very generous with us. Um, the Raiders Foundation, even though they're brand new, have become a big supporter of ours. They're great to work with. I think we should be uh, really excited to have them in our community. Um, the Gary Sinise Foundation, Maybe Gary Sinise from the Forrest Gump movie. Um, they, they're a big supporter of uh, us here locally and, and USO around the country. And the Lieutenant Band Dan, Band Dan, the Lieutenant Dan Band comes here and performs and so forth. So, um, uh, and then you know MGM is is uh, supporting us. Caesars has included us in their World Series of Poker this year. So they're having a Warrior Series of Poker. So any veterans, if you're poker players, it's only a $500 buy-in. And that starts July 2nd, so uh, we get a lot of local support. Yeah, thank you. I, I, just, I went to one of Dave's dinners a few weeks ago out at Nellis. Uh, it was honoring the volunteers. And there are people out there, there were about 300 of them, I think, that night. But they work 24-7. There are people that work at midnight to 6 o'clock in the morning or midnight to 8. And these are jobs for them. And these people give their time. And it's just incredible to see uh, how much they are loved and, sorry, I, I cry a lot, but anyway, what, what he does out there with this, and, and anybody who wants to volunteer, uh, be prepared to really get hugs, and, and these people, it's, it's their, they're mostly retired, but they work 24-7, and they're there for the, I guess they go out to the airport and work at Nellis, so, but what Dave does is really important, and I think we should appreciate, <laughs> just go to one of his events, and I promise you'll cry through the whole thing, so. Any other questions? Past president, uh, or current, well, Jim. almost past president. <laughs> He's still dry, Michael, what's going on? 
I think it's president. <laughs> um, if someone wanted to donate goods, what type of goods would be, uh, are they, uh, is the USO seeking and, and what are the referred uh, items for the troops? So I, I, we have a list that I can provide if you're interested in in-kind in donations. Um, we, one, one area we always are looking for help is are the individually packaged snacks, because that's what we serve in our center. And so if we receive those as in-kind, it's a budget-relieving item. I don't have to go out and buy it. But I mean, we get electronics from Hudson News um, that, we, that we use as gifts and things at, at different types of events. Uh, we get uh, lotions and soaps and stuff that we use in our care packages. Uh, a need we have right now is for toys. For, for a lot of the toy stuff we do, and they're stocking stuffer type toys. You know, they're two, three, four dollar toys. We're not looking for uh, bicycles and that sort of thing that we use at our different events. So, but if anybody is interested or your company wants to do a drive for us or something like that, let me know. I'll send you a list of, of the kind of stuff that we need, and I'd uh, love to have the support. Yes? Talk to us about the work program. So, the, uh, was it called Pathfinder? Pathfinder. Was that the, so, how does that, what's, what's the structure of that, and uh, is there a specific type of, I mean, you, you mentioned team, specific type of position. Give us a quick summary, please. Yeah, so um, when you uh, come out of the military, that you go through a required Department of Defense training program called TAPS. They have acronyms for everything in the military. Um, but it's a group thing. There's 70 guys, people in a room, and they say, okay, you're retired, you know, you're leaving, you're retiring, here's, here's your VA, here's a website for the VA, here's a website if you want to write a resume, here's a website for this, thanks for your service, good luck. Um, we fill in on a one-to-one -one kind of uh, concierge level after that for the people that want the help. And our first question to them is, what do they want to do? Because uh, quite frequently, especially the enlisted people, they went in straight out of high school. Many of them have never had to hold any other job in their life. Um, they've never had to interview. They've never had to write a resume. They don't even necessarily know the types of jobs that are available out there. I mean, who knows what a pit boss is or what a casino, and talking about our local economy, for example, a piss boss or a pit boss or a, a, a host, you know, uh, or a financial advisor or real, most of them are probably interfaced with a realtor, but, uh, you know, a lender. They don't even know the kind of jobs that are out there. And so our first job is to help them narrow down what it is they want to do. Quite often they'll come out and say, well, I was a cook, I guess I have to be a cook. And we'll say, well, if you want to be a cook, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for that in this town. But, but a lot of them say, no, I don't, the last thing I want to do is slice another potato. I, I want to be in IT. Okay, well, let's get you on a path to be in IT. And I'll give, so, so it's all jobs, all kinds of jobs. Uh, we are looking for relationships with employers um, that want to give uh, people work experiences or just would be interested in hiring veterans. Uh, please contact me. I'll get Clay in contact with you. He does our... Uh, our path, he runs our Pathfinder program. Uh, but just to give, kind of finish it off with one little example here, we had a woman getting out, she wanted to become a nurse, and so she applied to the UNLV nursing school and she got declined. And so she came to us and she said, I, I, what do I do, how can you help me? And so we made some calls and we figured out that she just didn't have the science background that she needed to be considered for nursing school. So we got her into classes at CSN to take the chemistry and the few things that she needed. And she has a provisional acceptance to the nursing school here starting this fall. So this is the kind of stuff that, that, that we do out of our Pathfinder program. So thanks for that question. David, you mentioned toys. Do you uh, interact at all with the Marines Toys for Tots program? We don't have a formal relationship there, no. Anything else? Thank you for letting me talk. 
Thank you for joining us and uh, for the great mission. And I don't need to explain to you what this is, as you've handed out at least 40 of them. So thank you very much for being the speaker. <laughs> So just enough time to find you then, right? Okay. <laughs> As we leave here today, let's go forth in the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all persons. Love and honor each other. Serve rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action. Be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.